I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream. It's the Global Absolute Return Fixed Income Specialist. It is the 25th of May. Welcome to the COB. Hey, Scotty. How are Good you? Good day. I'm well, thank you. Monday's by day. What a, what a strong start to the week. Unreal. So we had the XJO finishing above that 5,600 level. I mean, that was pretty, pretty significant resistance. It was. It's been uh, capped there over the past week or so, and this busted through today, albeit on very thin volumes and a holiday-impacted trade. So very key to see whether we can go on with the move now or whether it's uh, prone for another reversal. I am just picking up throughout the day today that you're perhaps not a believer in this in this rally that we saw today. Uh, sort of be- not about believing. It's about you know being cautious as to re- not read too much into a day when we've got so many market participants sidelined. Uh, looking at other asset classes in particular, you know there was nothing in currency markets, there was nothing in bond markets, and even in, in commodity markets, there was absolutely no other exuberance being you know, exhibited in those particular markets. Just in equities and uh, only in a select number of markets as well. So uh, much like you see during uh, periods like the Santa Claus rally in late December, early January, where, where stocks seem to go and rally, I think you know, the, the reduced participation, like news flow, seems to add to this, you know, this case to buy. Uh, obviously, that won't last this week. We'll see those markets come back online in the, uh, on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday our time. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether it can be sustained. I'm just doubtful at this point to read too much too into it. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we've still got Hong Kong, which is a very real concern. We still have geopolitical tensions between the U.S. and China. And we still have our own economy to contend with here. We did get that trade data today, though. It's the preliminary read. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it a couple times on air, but you really can't read anything else into it other than, you know, it reflects what's been going on through this COVID crisis. Am exactly. No, we're seeing uh, no, exports came, fell from a record high. Uh, still a very strong result. But it doesn't really change the picture. We've known for a long time that the external side of the Australian economy, so the, the trade exposed sectors, uh, have been very strong. Uh, but realistically, I think that the key thing now is what will happen with the domestic economy. Uh, we'll find out some more information about the trade front with the services part of the equation, which will come out in early June. And we get CapEx this week. That's one to look forward to. Because that can sort of confirm a negative feedback loop in the economy if you get these corporates pulling back on spending because of uncertainty. But it, it, it'll be a little bit too early to read too much into the CapEx spending in this one. Yeah, it's, look, it's already been very weak heading into this crisis. True. And uh, you know, there's been a whole bunch of reasons. But you can't talk about you know, uh, interest rates are extremely low. Uh, so there's no, no inhibiting factor there. What businesses are obviously struggling to do is find the motivation to go and invest in such a market uh, when the outlook is so unclear. Now, this survey was done before most of the impacts occurred, but it's still likely to go and show fairly weak. I think the next, one, the next update that comes through uh, in the middle of the year will be much more informative as to what we're looking at from an investment perspective. But it's very difficult for business to like, you know, be inspired to go and invest when you've got 
a major economic downturn. Uh, what's, what's gonna happen to demand? No one can actually honestly say that. And until there's some clarity there, I don't expect you to see any significant uplift in, uh, in investment ahead. So we had the pleasure of speaking with Louis Christopher from SQM Research today on the housing market. And when he's looking at the you know, rental vacancy rates, when he's looking at the data in regards to the auction clearances over the weekend, I mean, he was telling us pretty much that we may have passed the worst of it for the housing market. Quite potentially. Uh, no one's really sure. It comes down to whether people go and keep their jobs or not. That's uh, the most important thing. You've got a job, you can pay your mortgage, you can pay your rent. That's always helpful. Uh, obviously, whilst we know that uh, not as many Australians were a job keeper as what were initially thought, uh, we still have three and a half million Australians who have been supported through that mechanism. More on job seeker. Uh, obviously, there's concerns about what will happen when those programs potentially come to an end at the start of October. So, yes, there are positive signs, but you must also look in terms of turnover levels have been so weak. Uh, so it's very difficult to go and ascertain a true trend based on a very, very limited amount of information. Yeah, he did caution that the weekly data, you probably should, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But those concerns about the post-JobKeeper environment, and it's supposed to wind up at the end of 2020, September, I should say, 2020, you know, it's causing concern in a lot of different sort of camps, and that includes the Master Builders. I was speaking with the CEO of the Master Builders today, Danita Wan, and she was just really calling out for... Um, you know, for stimulus for the for the the construction sector, it's such a huge part of the Australian economy, and she's just saying that it needs more stimulus. They need to be able to help uh, assist in the economic recovery, but also again to just save as many jobs in that space as possible. Yes, it's a, it's an interesting one. The, the, that industry in particular has been given a lot of support over the years. Uh, it's obviously a major employer as well. There's often question marks raised as to whether we're too reliant upon the building sector, given the size of our economy. But there's not, no, no, it's definitely a key segment at this point. So if you go and, uh, and remove that as a key pillar of the economy, the rest of it is going to be extremely weak as well. So I can see why there's a need to go and get things built. The one thing I caution against, though, is that when you talk about residential uh, no, starts and everything else, whilst they're off the peaks, the level that they're coming off is extremely high. So there's still a lot of work in the pipeline. Uh, it's probably too early to go and say that we're absolutely going to uh, know, fall off a cliff in terms of starts. We've seen you know, promising signs elsewhere in the economy. Maybe you know, we'll wait and see the months ahead. Maybe it's too early to go and call for some significant stimulus at this very point, though. Well, anyways, if you'd like to listen to that interview, you can do so. There is a link in the show notes. Um, tourism as well. I spoke with Simon Westway. We did. Um, from the Australian Tourism Industry Council. It's an interesting one because we saw some of the big leaders as far as equities being Webjet and Flight Centre because, of course, we're starting to talk about the opening of the economies. But, you know, he said really what needs to happen is these state premiers to just open up the borders between the states. Yeah, it's so key. Domestic tourism is going to be the tourism in general for the next year. I think it's uh, very ambitious to go and believe that we're going to go and see anything other than a partial reopening of the international uh, borders. New Zealand's obviously one case in particular that will likely come on board, but we're not going to see that huge influx of international tourists that we've seen in the past. So if there is one sector where there's lots of people employed and very, very uh, unlikely you're going to see a major V-shaped recovery, that's where an area should be uh, no, directed towards extra stimulus in my opinion. Yeah, it was interesting because we, um, you know, we got him on to talk about some of the comments that the Treasurer Josh Frydenberg was making about perhaps extending some of the job keeper, you know, what do we call it, the surplus, that extra sort of 
um, money that is not being spent in other ways. We found out on Friday, but Simon was sort of, well, in my opinion anyways, was saying, well, that's not even you know, key. JobKeeper's been pretty good already. It's really just making sure that people can, can get where they want to go, whether that be a ski holiday or whether it be going up to the Gold Coast to just relax in the sun. If you want to take a listen to what he had to say, you can do so. It's in the show notes as well. That study brings us to our stock of the day. We saw lots of tech names doing very well today. Uh, Afterpay comes to mind, but another stock that did very well was Whisper. Uh, it was up by, I think, more than 9% by the end of the session. Let's listen in to see what Gaurav Sodhi from The Intelligent Investor had to tell Kashi about this one. It's got some, um, some big guns in its corner, um, uh, huge contracts with Telstra and with IBM, um, and a long list of illustrious customers. So it's a, it's a little, um, good little product. It has attracted a bit of competition. There's at least four or five uh, determined American upstarts to take it on. Um, but so far, they've held up pretty well. Sales have been coming along quite nicely. We don't own it, and we don't actually officially cover it for um, our investors. Our style of investing is really about coming up with an original idea or an insight that others haven't thought of. And I struggle to do that with this kind of company. You have to remember, it is a disaster-related stock, and hence we have a disaster, so right. everyone can ah, see right. and get their teeth into the upside yeah. in the stock. Um, if coronavirus wasn't there, this is probably going to be where it was before that, which is a lot lower. Right. It is a good model. Um, I do like it. Is a fair bit of the blue sky already in the price? Yes, it is. The market is high at the moment, quite stretched, and the tech stocks are leading it. Yeah. And the smaller tech stocks are the ones running harder. Yeah. So Whisper is probably one of the hot stocks at this point. Um, so do I want to chase it? Probably not. That's Nathan Samasandram from Blue Ocean Equities weighing in on Whisper. Every time I say that, I want to whisper, but I will spare people that. Um, <laughs> hey, Scotty, what's coming up tomorrow? You know, we've talked about it being pretty quiet because of Memorial Day holiday in the U.S., but any, any good economic data here at home? Uh, look, we'll get the weekly uh, consumer confidence brief from ANZ. I think it's uh, increased for eight weeks in a row, uh, albeit still only back to the level seen during the depths of the GFC. So it gives you some insight as to, to what's going on. Look, all things being equal, you've seen with the news flow over the past week that uh, you know, talk of reopening uh, the economy back up, that has generally led to people feeling more confident. So look, I'd expect to see well, a small increase again. Uh, beyond that, there's not a much out. Uh, no, obviously, we're waiting the return of US markets, uh, UK markets to go and give us a, a better indication as to whether the, uh, the rally we're seeing today is, uh, is something that can be sustained. Yeah, we've got a great, great guest lineup as well on tomorrow. Um, pretty close to the top of uh, the stream is George Baburis. He's from K2 Asset Management. We'll also be speaking with the head of ANZ New Zealand, Chief Economist Sharon Zollner. So that's an interesting one, of course, because we continue to hear about this bubble being open to between the two economies and really seeing the um, the New Zealand economy opening up. Yeah, in a hundred, more meaningful hundred people way. can be uh, in a place now. That's going to be from the start of June. That was announced today by uh, Prime Minister Ardern over there. So including after an earthquake as well. So all happening in New Zealand today. It's a party in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, that really shook the floor for Jacinta Ardern this morning. That was a pretty incredible clip watching her deal with that live on TV. Um, we will also 
you know, be speaking with um, a whole raft of guests, including Michael Judge. He'll be joining us on Currencies. We've got Warren Hogan. We both love him. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And Martin Crabb, CIO at Sean Partners, will wrap the day with you and I come 4 o'clock tomorrow. That's Tuesday. Thanks again to Capstream. You can get more info in your episode notes or you can visit capstream.com. We'll be broadcasting live Tuesday right here from our Barangaroo studios at 8.30. We'll see you then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.